You're listening to It Matters with Kelly Cords on AM 1240 and 95.3 FM WJON. Welcome back, 1116. Thanks for joining us here today. A snowy day for you for sure. And uh, we're glad that you're spending it with us here with whatever you're doing. Hopefully you're just sitting at home enjoying a nice warm cup of coffee and looking at all the beautiful snow and maybe doing a little bit of work. And hopefully we can teach you how to like save some of your money today. Kelly Showstrom is joining me for our budgeting basics today. And our topic is minimalizing things to uh, help your budget, but not just your budget, also to help your mind. Kelly, thanks for being here. Hi, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. This is kind of neat. I I keep trying to do things like this with my life. I keep trying to think of things to do that are not financially related. You know what I mean? Like, I know everything's related to money a little bit, but I'm trying to find things to like, instead of enjoying shopping or instead of going out to eat and enjoying that, I'm trying to find happiness at home doing other things that I love, like learning how to play the mandolin or learning how to write grants, those kind of things. Happiness at home. I love that, Kelly. I think, like you said, everything involves money. Um, I could probably talk about budgeting in relation to any topic that anyone throws out there because it's it's just so tied to everything that we do. And I know weekly, Kelly, you and I talk about a lot of the tangible, tactical money money things, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about how to budget, how to create a sinking fund, um, how to pay off your debt, all that kind of stuff. And today I wanted to get a little bit into um, kind of a, a, an adjacent topic, but the the topic of minimalism and how we can use it to obviously help our money. We're here to talk about money every single week, but also our mind, because I think minimalism has um, a stereotype that certain people picture something when they think of minimalism and it's not necessarily true. And so I wanted to just dip our toes into this topic. Um, I know we've talked about it maybe once or twice in the past, but how can, um, what can this world of minimalism look like in our lives and how can it help us kind of free up some of the clutter that's going on, not only physically around us, but also that's taking up some brain space that um, is no longer needed. I so agree. I so agree with this because I I think about my life as a young person and going, gosh, how can they stand to just do that? Like, why aren't they out here doing everything all at once? I, I was just like a roadrunner. And now the older I get, I'm like, I don't need all this stuff. I need to, ju- I would like to just have some time to listen to silence sometimes. <laughs> just silence, a, Kelly. A lot of people can relate to that. Just nothing. <laughs> I just want nothing to be happening at any point, right? Especially um, like today, you know, you get outside in the morning and it's all snowy and it has that weird, you know, muffled kind of sound in the atmosphere. I like that. Other than snow plows, you hear the snow plows, but <laughs> sometimes that can be calming because I feel like it's like, a, ah, things are happening, but I'm cozy inside and all is good in the world. But yep. I, I think the the fun thing that I, or why I kind of relate to minimalism so much is, and we are not minimalists and we'll get into what minimalism can look like, but um, I think it's because I am very much affected by my physical space. And so if you are also the type of person where if you show up at your desk and it's cluttered and you're just immediately like, ah, this mess, or this. If, yeah. if you walk into the kitchen and there's dishes everywhere and you just like immediate, like you're not the type of person that can just keep walking. You're just kind of immediately stressed out by it. Yeah, um, that's me. Then thinking about, and it's a lot of us. And th- so thinking about minimalism and what can minimalism, how much of a minimalist can you be? Um, might be really helpful. And so 
first let's start off with just what is minimalism. And so a lot of people picture it as somebody that has maybe two pieces of furniture in their house. They don't own anything that would maybe be cluttery or, um, you know, no need for bookshelves because we don't have all that stuff that we fill with bookshelves. And we have maybe a minimalist wardrobe where we have five or 10 basic items that we can mix and match. And we don't have to worry about all the extra stuff. And that is kind of an extreme end of minimalism, right? And there's also kind of that middle ground. And then there's the other end of where maybe hoarding is on the other end or whatever is on the other end, but you have a lot of stuff and you're fine with it. And so let's talk about this middle ground, because I think just like a budget, we get to create what our version of minimalism is. And so for us, we have a smaller house and we only have things that fit in our house. So like a storage unit is out of the question, Um, you know, certain types of furniture Mm -hmm. out of the question, but it's also about being able to look around your space and loving or needing everything that you see, right? And so everything has a purpose. Mm. Um, Everything either brings you joy or it's actually functional. And there's nothing that's kind of stacking up or piling up in corners where you just sit and look at it and you think, God, I got to do something with that stuff. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I pictured one thing in my house that is doing that and I don't know what to do with it because it's my (laughs) pet's toys. It's my cat and my dog toys in my living room. They're all over the place, just like I have a two-year-old. And it drives me absolutely bonkers, but they're pets and they need it. Like they, that's their only thing they need, right? Is a litter box, food, and toys. <laughs> I hear you, Kelly. I bought baskets a long time ago and it's me putting the toys in the basket because obviously the cat doesn't do that. But it was a way for me to just centralize everything and just have its place. And this is where it belongs. Same with the dog has her basket and all the toys go in there. And then when the basket becomes overflowing because they get new toys all the time. Mm -hmm. Then we get rid of some of the stuff. So there's not now two baskets. There's only one basket ever. And so that's like a really simple and silly example of how you can use minimalism to kind of just get organized and make sure this is the space that we have for this particular item or for these items. And when it comes to become too much, we either need to get some items or we need to kind of rethink, is this space still, still working or do we need actually a bigger space? Another really easy example, Kelly, it's like coffee mugs. How many coffee mugs do you have? Lord have mercy, right? (laughs) I have have coffee mugs coming on my ears and no glasses. Like, I don't know where (laughs) they go. I think they take the kids take them and never return them. Like they, their rooms eat my glassware. (laughs) And it's something where my husband and I decided years ago, like this is the coffee mug shelf. And as we moved, it's a different shelf, but like there can't be any more. And so we have to have some really hard conversations sometimes, which (laughs) seems so silly, but like, no, not that cup. Yep. Is, are we getting rid of the one that somebody gave us that we, you know, we like it, but it's more sentimental than functional. Um, Mm -hmm. or we keep in the one that we use every single day because it's like the perfect size. And so, and you can, you can use that same train of thought in all areas of your life. Clothing Mm -hmm. is one that I'm going through right now. I feel like I'm always going through a struggle with clothing. Um, it's not that I have a lot of clothing, but it's, it, there seems to be clothing that I never wear, right? We can all kind of Mm -hmm. picture this stuff that's in your closet that just stays folded or it's always just in the back or we always look at it and we're like, oh, it's cute, but I'm not going to wear it today. But then we don't wear it for two years. Yes. Um, And that's one of my biggest ones too, is my closet is overflowing and it's all hanging up because I don't like putting it in storage and then digging it back out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a mess. No, I'm the same way, Kelly, because if I put it in storage for seasonal, then I'll never remember that it's even up there and I'll never pull it out ever again. 
Um, and there's some like fun tips and tricks that you can do with that. So putting your clothes on hangers backwards. So the opposite way that you would normally hang your clothes. And then after a season or after six months or a year, you can look at what's still hanging up backwards. And then you just have to have some hard conversations with yourself around. Okay. Well, I know I love this shirt, but I never literally wear it. And so I probably should get rid of it because it's taking up space in my life. Mm, That's a good idea. Yeah. I've been wanting to tackle my closet for quite some time. I think we should do it together, Kelly. Like maybe we just say it like by the spring, by the time spring is here, our closets have to be better because it is, it's something that we are in every single day. We're constantly Mm -hmm. digging through it. We need to get dressed. Right. Um, and so it it is top of mind a little bit more when it's not clean and organized. Um, and when your clothes aren't folded and put away. And of course, the Mm -hmm. more clothes we have, the more laundry we have to do. And that takes up time. And that's one of the items and how to become a minimalist is on our, with our time. Um, And it just kind of spirals and it gets out of control all because we have a lot of clothes, right? And it just seems so silly sometimes. We'll do a Zoom meeting on a Saturday (laughs) all day. Like we'll have to pay for that one, but we'll have to do a meeting and we'll have to like, I'm, hey, where did you go? Quit (laughs) watching soap operas. Get back in here. We got work to quit watching the Hallmark channel. We got work to do. I was going to say no breaks. This is serious business. We got to clean the closets. I um, wish that we lived close enough where we could just clean each other's closet. Like I'll empty yours. You empty mine. I'll come that back sounds like a great closet. deal. I would never know if it was missing. Probably. Um, that's another trick that I do is I, we've talked about this before. I always have a goodwill box or a donation box in um, our house. And if I'm, if, if I'm on the fence with something, I'll throw it in the box because it's my way of like, well, I'm not like technically getting rid of it. It's still here. And if I need it, I'll grab it again. And I only probably go to the donation spot, maybe three or four times a year. So the box is there for quite a while. So if I did yeah. need something, I could grab it. Um, the things that I, when I just go to actually drop the box off and I take a little quick peek to see what's in there, just to make sure, you know, nothing got in there that it wasn't supposed to be in there. The things that I put in there that I don't even remember that I had that I literally put in the box a month ago. And it's amazing how much stuff that if we were to just get rid of it, or if we were to move across country and a whole truck of our stuff got lost and we didn't even remember what was on that truck, we'd still be probably okay. Yeah, we would. We definitely would. So let's look, um, there's a few ways that you can become a minimalist, Kelly. And I want to talk about this quick. So the, um, there's four different ways and it's creating, the first one is creating space in your budget. And so this is one that we talk about all the time, Kelly, but it's actually freeing up more money. And so when you do, when you create your budget and you have all those categories and you're looking at how much you've assigned to each category, what categories can you reduce your spending in a little bit? And that will give you a little bit more room, a little bit of breathing room to assign that money to other areas. It'll give you room to pay off debt faster, to build your emergency fund. And so um, we're not talking about big changes here, Kelly. If you normally spend $500 a month at the grocery store, maybe you challenge yourself to like 475 and that's an extra 25 bucks that maybe you can grab coffee once a week, or you can make sure that you know, you can buy a good book once a month or whatever the case may be. But so looking at all the items in your budget and making sure, do those money values really align with my spending or can I reduce it a little bit and use that money towards something that is a little bit more valuable to me? Yep. I like it. Okay. All right. The second one is space on our calendar. And this is something I think COVID made this a little bit more real for us because we all of a sudden calendar invites got canceled and we are home and nobody can do anything. And I think people weren't really too upset about it, if I'm being honest. Um, Mm -hmm. But what can we start to say no to? What can we, how can we reclaim our time so that we're not constantly running from thing to thing, chasing after these 
calendar invites that aren't necessarily bringing us joy or happiness, right? Yeah. And so I'm not talking about getting rid of date nights or dinners with your best friends or Johnny's soccer lessons, right? I'm talking about what are the things that you're saying yes to in your life? And this is going to be different for everybody. What are you saying yes to in your life that you're just doing it because you feel bad or you feel like you should be doing it yeah. or you've always done it? Let's get rid of some of that stuff. Let's give us a little bit more time back. Um, the person that you're canceling with or the organization will understand that life is busy and you can't say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and then what do you want to use that time for? Do you want to spend it with your family? Do you want to pursue a new hobby? Um, and when you have a little bit more time back, it's amazing how much you also have reduced stress. Yes, I love it. Okay, we got two minutes. All right. So the next one is space in your home. And this is something I do all the time. I'm constantly antiquing and looking for new furniture and swapping out the old stuff. But what do you currently have in your home that is like meh, doesn't bring you a ton of joy, but it's does the job. Um, can we sell it on Facebook Marketplace is my favorite go-to. Um, make a little bit of extra money and we can replace it with an item that we actually love. Um, mm -hmm. And if maybe you don't even need to replace the item. Maybe you have, for some reason, three coffee tables in your living room and you're like, well, it just kind of happened and we're now using them as side tables and things have spiraled. And so maybe we just get rid of a couple of them and then we don't have to replace it. And we have a little bit of extra cash. Um, so make sure you take a good look, especially in these cold days when we're stuck at home, look around your space, look around your home, your office, and how can you get rid of some of the stuff just to be a little bit less cluttered um, in your physical area. Mm -hmm. And the and last then, one. Yeah. And then it's space in your mind. Yes, space in your mind. And so with all of these, when we're freeing up calendar invites and getting rid of extra furniture and junk piles in the house, and we have extra money in our budget, we're able to like have a little bit less stress, Kelly. We have less responsibilities. And we're, again, we're creating our own version of minimalism. So this is us that we get to dictate the rules. We get to create the boundaries and the guidelines of what does minimalism look in my look like in my house? So it doesn't have to be this big formal thing. It's literally just something that we start saying no to certain things that don't bring us joy so that we can actually have a little bit more time, some more money and some more space to enjoy life a little bit more. I love it. Kelly, thank you so much. It's Kelly Showstrom. You, know, you can sign up for Kelly's weekly newsletter. That way you're not going to miss out on any weekly resources. And she'll have goodies delivered to your inbox to help you learn the roadmap to uh, help pay off debt or to learn things like what we're learning today about maybe getting rid of some things and feeling better about it. You can learn more at kellyshowstrom.com, K-E-L-L-Y-S-J-O-S-T-R-O-M.com.